This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. This is the Three Band Podcast. This is the Three Band Podcast. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is Three Beers and a Mic. This is Three Band Podcast. This is Three Band Podcast. This is the Three Band Podcast. Three Band Podcast. Three Band Podcast. Three Band Podcast. This is a three band podcast. This is three beers and a mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the three beers and a mic podcast. First show of 2022. Happy New Year to all of you. Hope you had a wonderful holidays and everyone is healthy. Uh, we got a lot of topics to talk about today, guys. Um, there's a ton of stuff that's happened since the beginning of the year, and especially since our last episode. Um, big moment in my life, Moon Knight trailer dropped, so we're definitely going to be discussing that. We got some Cobra Kai talk. We got some Boba Fett talk. We got some Activision, Xbox talk, and some Peacemaker as well. So we're going to get into all of that. It's going to be great. Um, as always, please follow us on our socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, three beers and a mic, uh, Cross the Streams Media, as we've mentioned numerous times on previous episodes, it's where we partnered up with a bunch of other podcasts to bring you varying content from a lot of creators, uh, spanning a whole bunch of different genres and topics. Uh, one of the most recent episodes that were dropped was uh, Bernie, uh, one of our hosts of Three Beers, came to Houston. And what's your most recent episode, Bernie? Um, it is titled Waterburger. We flew to Houston, me and Scott, my other co-host on there, and Dwayne obviously lives in Houston. And we tasted and reviewed Waterburger with um, a buddy of mine from high school who also lives in Spring, Texas, Brandon. So uh, it was a good time, and check that out. Yeah, that's on the Burn Appetit podcast, uh, where... They review a lot of chain restaurants and fast food locations. Uh, new episode drops pretty much every week. And uh, I got to meet Brandon, really nice guy. So we appreciate him uh, going on that cast. And y'all uh, um, did a great job. Great job. All right. So before we get into this week of what we're drinking, we're going to introduce a special guest host that we have today who's filling in for Adam. It's me. I'm here too. <laughs> Oh, hi, Dwayne. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't introduce everyone yet. What's up? Nobody cares about you, Dwayne. No. We got Bella. Bella, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. Welcome to your first episode of Three Beers and a Mic. Um, whenever we have a a new guest host, uh, we let them just introduce themselves, and we only require them to answer one question, which is. Why are you a nerd? Because most of the guest hosts we have, if not all of them, have some type of nerdy gene in them. 
whether yeah. it's science fiction, superheroes, whatever the case may be. So yeah. um, take it away. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Bella. I am on um, Instagram. So um, you can probably take a look after wherever this is posted. Um, but I've, you know, been, I'm 37. Um, I've been kind of in the, in the entertainment industry in different facets. So right now I'm working in music. Um, and so the media company website thing that I'm, I'm uh, getting launched um, probably in February is, is what my big um, initiative is. So this is actually part, the subject matter is, is definitely a part because um, the nerdy side of me which is, I would definitely say Marvel from a comic side. Um, it, it seems to be people my age or my gender aren't supposed to be into that anymore. But my whole point is that you are supposed to be into that. But anyway, so then that's one nerd side. The other nerd side is that my, uh, my entire family are, are engineers. And all we do is, I'm not, I'm communication. I'm the only one. So they're all engineers. They all you know do analysis for this and that. So I, can, I create algorithms on things like okay um or just giving when i was buying a house i would put uh, values for each of the the things i was looking for and created a formula and have it uh spit out which house i should get so like little things like that i think make me a nerd because i do it fun. that sounds more like a dork than a nerd <laughs> yeah there's there's a big there's two big categories when yeah. you're growing up you hear some people being called dorks and you hear some people being called nerds <laughs> And there is a big difference. We've talked about this on previous shows. Well, there's also uh, the geeks. And you have the geeks. You have the geeks. There's there, And those words get thrown in together a lot, but they are clearly separate entities. They're very separate. <laughs> I think that's a really interesting topic of conversation that I'll sure. probably have at some point. Absolutely. I appreciate um, it all. I think they're all cool. So Awesome. <laughs> I'll stick with that. Well, we. Um, that's what a dork would say. <laughs> So I guess one point or two points short. So sorry. Well, we're we're within your age range. We're ranging from you know a lot of our guest hosts on and, and some of our current hosts are between the ages of like thirty four and like fifty. So we have a wide range of more adult oriented nerdiness uh, collector Marvel DC type guys. So um, I think as the genre expands and um, more. I mean, it's so mainstream now that, you know, when you were a student in, you know, seventh grade, bringing a Captain America lunchbox to school, you'd probably get made fun of. Now, if you do that, you're the coolest kid on the bus. So See, that it's was just never the different... case in my school. No one made fun of the dude wearing the Spider-Man shirt. No, everyone had like Batman and like that. Like, oh, man, that was never a thing. You were never like made fun of for liking superhero stuff, dude. The, if you didn't have like the Stussy jeans and the Massimo shirt and all those cool brands when you were in high See, school, I don't know. Right? I don't know what any of that is. The Capricis, baby. <laughs> remember, you talk about Junko jeans. Do, does anyone else remember Jabo jeans? Those were not a thing. Yeah, I remember Junko, but not not Jabo. Uh, they, they had that store. Okay, they had that store in the mall called Gadzooks, where you would get a lot of the more designer clothes for like teenagers but yeah so I'll, I'll let you finish i'm sorry please please continue oh for me yeah or or were you done 
Oh yeah, I'm done. Oh uh, cool. I'm, I'm a Dorkin nerd and sure. Uh, <laughs> and a geek. Well, I think you're probably a music nerd too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah I guess. Definitely music nerd. So right now, um, I kind of just took it on. So I'm a writer. Um, I started with writing. I interviewed artists. I actually work with um, Jackie Jackson from like Jackson Five. Um, and wow, he, nice. It was pretty cool because he was starting up a music label at the time, and his first artist um, was this uh, artist named Gold Lemonade, which I didn't think much of it. And I was like, okay, interview interview these people, write an article. So after I did all that, that's when I found out, oh, this is the type of, oh, that's who I'm working with, which I'm actually very glad I found out after the fact. So I wasn't, you know, freaking out and making sure I did okay. Um, So that was really fun. But yeah, basically, I kind of like source opportunities uh, a lot of times through partnerships. And um, I manage artists and I, um, everything, it's a lot of fun. So I hope to do it for the rest of my life until like, probably can't walk anymore which is probably 20 years off but uh, but yeah so now and scene i am done what is your favorite jackson five song it's got to be a classic so uh i want you back and i just listened to it the other day and my daughter also loves it um so it gives me a good reason to love it so she can learn their lyrics and i can learn the lyrics and then just make rock it a- and robin is that jackson five uh, it is. They, yes. It's a remake by them. Yes. It's a, it's a remake by them. Uh, both Same of those way. are very good answers. The answer that is correct is Can You Feel It? Um, which was a song they put out in the mid 80s. That is the best Jackson 5 song. Uh, I think you're wrong there. Yeah. No. It's the best video, too. It's great. If you never watched it, please do. Is that the reunion tour? Yes, it is, sir. They're just sprinkling gold dust on the people of San Francisco. It's a wonderful video, and it's a fantastic song. Uh, all right, awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, we're glad to have you here, and um, uh, it's going to be a good show. So let's get into what we're drinking. Dwayne, what do you have? Well, uh, it's a nice cold day here in Houston, Texas, so I got me a little saloon door, ridiculous AF. Peanut butter chocolate Russian Imperial Stout. Does it taste like peanut butter? Yes, that's the one that does, man. Oh, that okay, yes, that is a very good one. Awesome. And then uh, to follow, I have a you know, just simple yingling and then a Cerveza Hermanos by the Brothers Craft Brewing Company. All right. Awesome. Uh, what you got, Bernie? So I have a Stella that is officially brewed here in North America. Oh, the there time. you go. That's right. So that's exciting. And then I have a Four Hands Peanut Butter Cup S'mores. Oh, that's now, awesome. This is the beer that um, we've talked about a couple times on here that I brought from St. Louis to Texas for Rami to try. Yeah. Because it's the only beer that I have found that actually tastes like peanut butter. It's that beer, but then they added s'mores in it. I haven't had it yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know what. To, I think it's just going to be the same beer, but like milky, with a, or or maybe with like a little vanilla to it or something. Yeah, possibly. I, yeah. yeah, it seems like there's just too much shit going on. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just very jealous that you have that. Also, uh, it's a delicious beer. How's the Stella? Is it taste different or no? No, it tastes the same. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't want to mess that up. Yeah, but um, sometimes the water can make it taste different. It can. Yeah, it can. Uh, Bella, what you got? Okay, so the story was I don't really drink too much beer and the whole thing I was going to go to Specs and randomly pick one. But um, there was a, a person there that was helping, you know, just unpacking stuff. So I said, hey, you know, I want, what is a good IPA to start with? Because I don't really like the strong ones. And so I just found out <laughs> that this is actually a terrible one to start with. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, really t- doesn't taste very good. Um, and so it's Stone IPA. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying like, to drink it. I'm proud of you because that, it's a stone IPA for an IPA lover is actually very delicious for mm-hmm. someone who just wants an entry level IPA. That was a terrible choice. Um, he was, he was coming at one you. of the worst I think you could make. Actually. Yeah. It's so strong uh-huh. and just, it hits you. It's got a high alcohol content and the flavor is just, it, it, it just is brute force. And so when an entry level IPA person comes in, I do not think of stone. That's the last one I think of. Um, none, none of the stones. Even no. Like the hazies are too much for an entry no, no, IPA. No, deal with any of those. So that was unfortunate. Um, but I'm, I'm proud of you it's for at least challenge. giving it a try. Yeah. Thank you. The challenge yep. is to have it finished by, or maybe half, by the end. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a backup uh beverage you're you're gonna go to after uh, that? I have five more of these. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, you got a six pack. Well, we'll see how it mixes up. Okay. Uh fair enough. Um I am drinking a lawnmower that uh Bernie left on his trip here, so thank you for those. I also have a corona because there's just one sitting in my fridge I'm trying to get rid of. And Bud Light Seltzer Pineapple. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, yes, this is a three beers and a mic show. Um, I usually mix in something that's not a beer. Uh, I started that a, a year, about a year ago. Well, and, it's in uh, the beer category now. A, so Yeah, whatever. I guess. It's Bud Light Seltzer. But sometimes we'll drink like a whiskey and diet or we'll have some wine. You know, it just really kind of depends on our mood. Um, but, you know, b- basically the rule is usually have three, some sort of beverages, you know, on the on the cast. Um, all right, guys. So let's get into some topics of the week. We're going to start off with uh, a, a monumental um, trailer <laughs> has dropped this past Monday. It was debuted on Monday Night Football when the Rams beat the crap out of the Cardinals. I watched it live. Bernie was in the air. air. Bernie was flying on a plane. (laughs) Almost bought Wi-Fi so he could watch it on his phone. Uh, Decided not to. Um, But the Moon Knight trailer dropped with an official release date now, which was kind of rumored before the trailer dropped that the show was going to come out on March 30th. Um, It's official now. March 30th, 2022. In two months, we are going to get to see what I hope is eight episodes, but I'm, it's probably going to be six. Um, Can I just say, eight, I'm going to enjoy watching Bella freak out every time she takes a sip. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the greatest TV show you will ever witness in the history of the world. Bar none, this is going to be epic. I can't wait. 
I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on the trailer. Um, hey, you know, you might want to set your ex- expectations no. lower so you don't get disappointed. They are absolutely astronomical. Uh, I've been waiting for this since I was nine years old. Um, and I'll tell Bella a real quick story of when Bernie and I first met. Um, before I met uh, my wife, um, Bernie and his wife Kate lived here in Houston, and they were friends with my wife um, before he moved. I started dating uh, Carla uh, like a month after Bernie moved and they had all planned a trip to go to China together, which now I was invited to. So I got to meet him for the first time when they all went to China. And Carla had been telling me, there's this guy, Bernie, you guys are probably gonna be really good friends. Um, you know, you'll get to you know, hang out with him and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So um, I met him at the airport. We started talking. I could see that he was into like some nerdy stuff. And I just asked him, I was like, dude, who's your favorite superhero? And he goes, my favorite superhero is someone you don't really know, Moon Knight. I'm like, get the F out of here. Your favorite superhero is Moon Knight. So is mine. And my wife goes, oh, no. And, she... and then we kissed. It was... <laughs> it was immediate, like, it was immediate friendship. Uh, we almost switched seats on the plane so we could talk to each other on flight. Um <laughs> Cause this is like an 18 hour flight is really long. Yeah. And we went on like toy adventures together in China and we tried all this weird, like, uh, uh, food. There's a picture of us in one of the Chinese markets feeding each other, like, um, maggots and, um, scorpions, bug larva, bug larva. Mm-hmm. I was really sick after that, but, um, it just, it was like instant friendship. It was really cool. And then, um, you know, we brought him onto the podcast probably about two years ago, I would say. Yeah, about two years ago. Sounds about right. But um, we're both very excited for the show. So um, I would love to see if, Bella, did you watch the trailer? I did. I watched it uh, four or five times. Wow. All right. Because you were confused? Is it because you were confused? That's a good question. Yes. Yes. Yes, I got it. Well, I, I it's fine. Up. You're supposed to be confused. That's yeah. the point of it. If if you oh, don't no. know the character, this trailer is extremely confusing. I'm I'm assuming you don't know much about Moon Knight. Is that correct? No, but it is Marvel, right? So, I think the fact. Well, I guess a, a couple of things. It, it freaked me out a lot because to me it looked like um, uh, somebody with schizophrenia, which I don't know anybody like that. But it was just. You know, they don't know what they're looking at and what he's doing and, and who he is. So I thought that was that was hard to follow. So I watched it the third and fourth time and I kind of I kind of got it. And then I realized it's going to be a series. So then I better really pay attention when I start watching it for the first time because um, it's going to be a good one. But at the same time, I, I kind of have um, I don't know if it's issues, but I've, I've kind of been maybe disappointed with how Marvel keeps you know, releasing these series um, on the characters, I think it kind of dilutes the um, the brand and, and, you know, kind of, it, it takes the attention off of uh, the character if it's over time. So for me, if they're ever in a movie, it's like I have to keep up with everything that's happened in order to understand it. So that's the only, that's the only complaint I have. I think I would, I'm going to die watching it because there's so many pieces. Um, I've never... I've never heard of the character, so I'm I'm pumped. So so that's actually a, a good point. Um, if you think about 2021, just for a moment, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but in just in that 12 month time frame, we had four Marvel movies released. You had Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals, Eternals. and Spider Man, <clears throat> and then you had five Disney Plus shows, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Loki. Yeah. Uh, you had WandaVision, WandaVision, What If, Falcon Winter Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier Hawkeye. Yeah. So you had you so you had four movies and five uh, live action shows in one year. And in your opinion, Bella, is that a lot? Yeah. It's a I, lot of stuff to keep up with. It's in my opinion, it's a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot, and then it's also not. For, I I like to know you know the character. And I, who I knew, know and love from, let's say, Avengers uh, Infinity War. And let's say this uh, series happened in between then. There's going to be some kind of character development, some kind of change, some kind of, you know, big life thing that's going to happen. But then how is that going to play into the uh, narrative of the Avengers movie when with what most people will see, not most will be able to watch the in between. So that's where I have a problem right. with character development and you know also oversaturating right away like if they were to space it out a little bit more i would feel like oh great but now they're just piling it on you know, you know for the nerd this- in me loves that though <laughs> it's a very fair argument though it is especially now that these shows have yeah. success they're doing even more spin-offs of the shows like agatha harkness is getting agatha show, harkness has and- a show Echo or whatever that, yeah, Echo's getting her own show from Hawkeye, and even I think it's becoming too much. The good news for you is Moon Knight is not involved in anything you've seen before that we know of. That is fantastic. This 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 will be a brand new start from this. His name was mentioned in uh, Winter Soldier. That's about it. But the director said it wasn't him. Whenever they said said a guy in Egypt. But there's no one else in Egypt, so I never understood that. But yeah, maybe in um, Captain America two, an offline said a guy in Egypt, and that's supposed to be Mark Spector, Moon Knight. Uh, but this should have no ties to like anything you've seen before. So this should just be like really for the first time, right? This all the other shows had ties to to movies and other characters. This is brand yeah, new, first- brand new character. Brand new character, not tied to anything. I'm which all is, in. Uh, super exciting. Yeah, it's it's a that's a really good point as well. Is that this has nothing to do with uh, Thanos or uh, you know the after Avengers. effects of of the snap or people being dusted and reappearing. None of that even matters at all. This is they didn't a make a reference new, to anything. Nothing. Nothing. There's no none of that, uh, which was awesome. Um, so. Well, and- and I also think uh, a character like Moon Knight needs a series to develop. It's, he's a complex character. Like, you can't do that in a movie. No. Um, he needs a six to eight part, um, you know, uh, uh, introduction, right? Um, because I think when people are going to view this trailer and they know jack squat about this character, they're going to say, okay, this seems like some kind of trippy, hallucina- you know, hallucination journey and you said schizophrenia looks like it's being sprinkled around maybe he has like a you know personality disorder all of that is say, do you want to do a um yeah like a too long didn't read version of moon knight who he is for those 
listening who don't know who Moon Knight is? Yeah, I mean, you 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 hit it right on the nail on the head. He has a multiple personality disorder, um, where he takes on different roles um, when his mind tells him to, and sometimes it can be a very quick in and out where he's someone and then he's not, and sometimes it goes on for years where he's this particular character. So um, it didn't it didn't start that way. He no. separated his life into these three characters. Mark Spector is the mercenary guy. Correct. Who was killed in Egypt, brought back to life by the moon, the Egyptian moon god Khonshu, oh, Khonshu. to serve as his like uh, enforcer guy, his fist. They call him the fist of Khonshu. Um, Stephen Grant, who Rami used as his little uh, name here on StreamYard. Yeah. He is the um, he's the character that he has that. Um, is the rich one. He took all his money he made as a mercenary and invested it, and he became super rich, which allows him to buy all his gadgets and stuff that he uses, his plane and all that. He has like a uh, like a uh, French sidekick guy who flies his plane and all that kind of stuff. And then he has Jake Lockley, who is like a taxi driver that he uses to uh, pick up. Like he like scopes out night in like the seedy parts of New York, um, doing fares and you know you know, wandering the streets to get info from, you know, other criminals and whatnot. So doing that over so many years started to like really mess with his mind and then blend. And then he got, he developed this multiple personality disorder where he couldn't distinguish, you know, who he actually was anymore. He would just switch between these characters. It's, fa- it's fascinating. Um, it's, it's, and he does do, he, in the comics, he does team up with Spider-Man and Daredevil and Ghost Rider and, you know, those type of guys. Um, and and it's it's a very complex character. Um, just kind of in the last few years, he started to really catch fire, especially in the aftermarket comic uh, resale area. Like his, his comics have skyrocketed in value um, to obscene numbers. I mean, I, I never thought his comic books would be worth this much money. And that was even before the show was announced. So this obscure random character who I've liked since I was a kid is now getting like the attention he deserves his own television show. (laughs) And there's going to be like merchandise I can purchase all over the place. (laughs) I I cannot wait to get a Moon Knight water bottle. I like how you like the attention he deserves. (laughs) He does deserve it. Do you know what I like about him the most is so... You know, the ba- Batman dresses up in all black and he hides in the shadows and he causes fear from people not seeing him. And he doesn't kill people. Moon Knight is the complete opposite. He wears white because he wants people no- to see him coming. Mm-hmm. And he murders the shit out of a ton of people. He does all the there's time. Been, there's been stories in the comics where he cuts her faces off and wears them. Like he is a straight psychopath. <laughs> now you won't see that in the Disney show. I'm sure. But no, um, he's, he's such a unique and like just a batshit crazy character. And I'm, I'm so excited The the trailer looked awesome. It kind of reminded me of like, uh, like the movie memento. Yeah. It's very memento like. I got that vibe where there's just random glimpses of him driving a car with a gun in his hand. He's like, "Who the hell did I just shoot?" Oh, dude, that mm-hmm. dude's falling out of the back, and then he's falling down a hill, and it's just it's so trippy. And they actually showed Konshu with the big yeah, nose. that was when he, 
when Khonshu was walking towards the elevator and it turned into that like old Chinese lady. Oh man, that was such a cool shot. That was, was so cool. It was awesome. Um, it, did, you, did you see the uh, Von Doom box? It wasn't Von Doom. No, well, I don't it, think it was. It was I know what that you're was the name about. of the that was the name of the ice cream <laughs> that yeah. truck that he was driving. Um, but like they would show like his reflection in mirrors and stuff, and it would always be off. Like the yeah. reflection wouldn't match with the what he was doing in the foreground. Oh my man, yeah. this show's gonna be off. This. How many times did you watch it, Bernie? <laughs> I've, eh, three or four. Three. I've watched <laughs> it three. Um, um, it's going to be the best show, I think, easily. I've been good at watching. I'll watch it, watch it. And I will admit that I watched a, a breakdown video on YouTube just to see, like, okay, what did I miss? There's this, there's this Easter egg. So, that's, uh, why they're, that's why they're there, because you don't know who this guy <laughs> is. Like, there's nothing yeah, wrong with watching that stuff. Yeah. It helps. Big time. Yeah, it's it's gonna. I hope people give this show a chance. Um, it's it's gonna be all about how they promote it because since it's a brand new character, not associated with any of the stuff they've been building over the last thirteen years, you know, it can be easily missed. Um, I'm guessing hope- this is the show after Boba Fett ends. This is the next one. This is gonna be their next big release. Oh my god, yes. is Boba Fett gonna last that long? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's going to be eight episodes. No, I thought it was going to be six. Mm, no, I think it's going to go probably till around mid-February. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, Bernie, you said you were going to stop watching. I don't even know why you're still watching. Yeah, because I, I thought it was six. I was like, well, I already watched three. I might as well keep going. I think there's one of the DPs or something was on uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, and he was like, "Oh yeah, wait for five, six, seven. They're going to be the really good episodes." So Dude, I think it is eight. <laughs> we're we're gonna get into that show next, so you guys can complain. Um, but yeah, I I hope people give this show a try. I think you're really gonna like it. For a little tidbit of information out there for anyone who didn't know, Disney Plus moved this show up into their schedule. Like this was not supposed to be coming out in March. I mm-hmm. would have known that already. Uh, this was gonna be a later in the year release. Is this like Wandavision? They moved yeah. Wandavision from mid-release to first. Yeah, so one of two things has happened. Either the other shows that were supposed to come before it are having production problems, which is probably well, one, is, yeah, one is. Miss Marvel. Or, Ms. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah. or the show has tested so well that they said, well, screw it, move it up. This show I is think great. that's a big thing, too. She-Hulk and Miss Marvel were supposed to be out before Moon Knight. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, that, oh. yeah. I think at some point, from a marketing perspective, I think they're realizing okay everyone's home still some type of you know coronavirus is still spreading everyone's at home we're still releasing everything you know in the theaters and not on the theaters let's just this is part of the problem i think let's just push it early doesn't matter what it was before just push it faster and faster so um i hope that wasn't part of it but i also hope they keep spreading keep it them out hooked. keep them hooked <laughs> i mean yeah. Spider-Man is the is the fourth highest grossing movie ever. In third, history. I think it just I think did it, did it, re- did it reach three? Maybe it's fourth. I don't know. It's only been out a month. So if you if you if you release something people want to see, they I mean that's in a month. Third highest grossing in a month. I mean I saw it three times. 
There you go. <laughs> so it's it's a lot of I know it's a lot of superhero stuff, but there's still those mainstays that people will say it's a pandemic. It's the it's Christmas. I'm going to watch it anyway. And okay, third highest grossing movie now ever. So you've got Avatar, you've got um, Endgame, and now you have Spider Man. So there you go. Dwayne, what were your thoughts on the Moon Knight trailer? You yeah, your thoughts. I would, on love it. To, I would love to hear it. It sucked. It was the worst thing ever. No, Shut up. <laughs> Mute. No, I mean, no, if if I didn't know the character, like, I'd be way confused. But I, again, I appreciate the trailer that it didn't tell me enough that I know what the show is going to be about. Like, there's still a yeah. mystery of what's going to happen. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, they didn't really show anything. No. <laughs> they probably showed like. Maybe a small part of the first episode and then a few yeah. clips of this season is my guess. I just got one more question for Bernie. Did you like his suit like wrapping around him kind of like Spawn style? When when I s- first saw it, I didn't. But then I really, really liked it. It's because really good. <laughs> I don't know how else. I like it that it looks more like a mummy. Yeah, his actual costume. I think it makes it more unique. But then, like, you get are they going supernatural like, with it though? Like, it's going to give them powers, or uh, I don't know if they'll do the power thing based on the phases of the moon and all that stuff. Yeah, that's gonna. We'll see. Um, but like, the problem I have with these shows is like, one, where do they get the costumes made because they're so sophisticated, and two, like. How does he just like instantly put on this skin tight leather onesie? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like they never show him like jumping up and down in his underwear with like one leg, like falling <laughs> over trying to get this thing on. To have yeah. it wrap around you like bandages, like a mummy, is really really cool. It is. It's a it's a such a simple idea that I never thought of, and yeah. you've got this character that's surrounded by Egyptian themes, and. You make it more of a mummified costume. This genius. And his little logo that has like that crescent moon that he throws yeah. like the, the batarangs being held by the like mummy stitches too. Yeah. Oh man. It's very cool. So uh, uh as you can tell, we're very excited and uh we, we can't wait and uh I'm I'm super stoked. All right, so let's keep in the Disney Plus territory and talk about everyone's favorite show, Boba Fett. Um, as you've probably kind of garnered, I mean, there Boba are Fett. Some, there's some. Look, man, he had a lot of fighting scenes with his shirt off, and I think he looks very fit and toned. I will say that with he confidence. has like that seventy year old man body where no matter how toned you are, you still look fat. He's, I mean, he's very he looks very buff for an older gentleman. Um, anyway, so obviously we've kind of spoiled a little bit. There are some members of our show who very much hate this show and the internet is very divided on the show. I've seen people who like it a lot. I've seen people who absolutely hate it. There's not really an in-between. Um, so let's, let's get into it. We don't have to do an episode breakdown of, you know, I think we talked about episode one last time and Mm -hmm. then. One and two, I think, right? Yeah, no. one and two. I one and two, yeah. So three and four, we'll just kind of break it down real quick. So, um, you know, Boba Fett's trying to uh, make his name known. He's uh, taking over for Jabba. He's putting together his crew. 
um, you know, and they're doing flashbacks between the present day and the past of how he uh, enveloped himself into the Tuscan Raider camp, learned to fight like them, become part of their family. It made him understand that having a tribe is important. It, it, it taught him that maybe leaving the bounty hunting ways behind him is probably important to him. Uh, having a you know a family is important and all that crap. You know, all those key Boba Fett characteristics we, we knew and loved. But see, here's the thing, Bernie. The things that you know about this character are from the comics and the literature. This dude was in Star Wars for three minutes of screen time. Three. He was in the holiday had, special he first. Five he had five lines that had nothing to do with the story and then died like a loser. So, so a you're saying kid. they shouldn't have a TV show based on so, it. No, I but agree. his character became so large that they're telling the story of what people is saying is the ultimate bounty hunter. Um, but those are things that were done after the movie. These are, these are the things you read about. So you have a preconceived notion of this character that was done in aftermarket no, no, no. Reading. I don't want the character. I, I, I know. give two shits about Boba Fett. <laughs> I understand. But a lot of people do like this character because that three minutes of screen time made him an icon. But I think I think people like the look of him more than anything. He's a cool-looking dude. Yes. Yeah, um, when he's 30-some years old. <laughs> when he's 70-some years old, he's got the beer belly. Like He's not so cool-looking. So there was a scene that's let's just get it out of the way. There was a scene in episode three where he's basically he's he's adopted this biker gang um, who's been uh, who's who's been harassed and uh, he gives them worst scene in all of Star Wars. By the way, the, I've never uh, seen anything worse. They had yeah. the what do they have android parts, right? Yeah, they, which I actually thought was a cool storyline. You have these 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 youths going to these underground black market. Um, uh, surgical people and they're putting android parts on their human form, um, which I thought was actually kind of a cool storyline. That's how we discover in episode four, Fennec Shand survived her blaster shot to her stomach because he took her to one of those emergency surgery shops and she had a brand new intestinal tract inserted. That's cool. Um, oh now that you said that, I just realized that's from uh, Mando, right? Mando yeah, remember too. she was yeah, dead did. in the desert in season one, and you saw a mystery character I, walking know, up to her. I, I I cared so little for that episode. I didn't even like put two and two together. Yeah, that was they're showing you how he found her and how she survived and became his partner. And yeah, that was an episode of the season first season of Mando. Um, yeah, and so uh, anyway, episode episode three. And so the, the big the big problem people have is that you have this biker gang of, of very colorful land speeders who are you mean the nineteen fifty two Chevy speeder? Yeah, and and they look Power Ranger red, colors. red, yellow, <laughs> blue, green. They look like a bunch of teenager Power Ranger sort of Mighty Morphin chase scene. Um, it, it was bad. Okay, I, I told you guys when you were here over the weekend. We don't really talk about this stuff when we're together because we want to save it for the show. But I admitted to you guys in person that was very terrible. The the speeder speeder chase was very slow. It was it looked horrible. It had nothing to do with the storyline. Those kids are dumb, and uh, it was it's just it's very it's very out of place. I don't disagree with you. Um, that was very awful, and that's all. I, I agree. I agree. Um, 
Bella, are you caught up with the show? Totally, you've watched all four episodes. Um, I watched one through three, kind of halfway when I was doing work, but then I also watched the um catch up episode or the wrap up on on YouTube. But what I did learn is, first of all, Power Rangers was a thousand percent my generation. I was Kimberly, sure. the pink generation or the pink uh, Power Ranger. So. I don't know if John Favreau was still involved at that point because he's pretty legendary for doing good, you know, movies and or in the comic world. Um, I think for that, if he was involved, I think that's a big L for him. He's uh, writer on the show. He is. He is the writer on the show. Yeah. That's what makes me a little bit disappointed. I know. It's so love- out of place. Yeah. I wonder if there's a lot of executive notes, though. <laughs> we need new toys. Yeah. No <laughs> one, no one's going to buy those. That scene was so out of place, not only for just Boba Fett, but just Star Wars in general. Yeah. Like, there's not everything in Star Wars, like every ship and stuff is like so like old looking and like mechanical looking. And this was bright ass look like they like took pieces of cars from the 50s turned them into vespas <laughs> like it was so fucking terrible well it was even, the worst thing i've ever seen out of any of the star wars even if you had even if these vehicles did exist on a sand planet no matter how you stored them they would be weathered to hell there's no way you can keep the shiny chrome plated colorful speckle paint from just getting eaten away by by that sand it's just impossible that's why everything in the everything in most Eisley and most espa looks just eaten away and worn and brown and dirty greens because you can't have that type you can't own that type of stuff um they have water it was so pointless too like why they could have been writing literally anything <laughs> so then how did that scene get passed through testing or when I'm they're telling just... you, it's toys they need new toys Wait, no one is going to buy random biker kid with an eye uh attachment magical candy cane motorcycle so so here's what i think and i, I have a i'm i have a marketing background to me that's why look okay. how we are talking about it right now how many other shows are talking about it right now i all think of them. all of them <laughs> regardless and they're going to get more streams because people are going to want to see what they're talking about. And it that, that's kind of where I see it because it was so terrible that it gained a lot of attention. Um, so they already know the show sucks. The show let's does go, not suck. Let's go all the way with it and make it so bad that that's what people will talk. Well, yeah. I mean. I don't know. I mean, to do The show that, does not it's suck. So it's weird. working. If that's their strategy, it is working. What do you mean the show? What is why? Why does the show exist, Rami? Nothing has happened so far. The show, no. We found out how he found her and fixed her. Oh boy. But no, <laughs> cool. Bernie. The show. Okay, you say nothing has happened. That's expanding on the general Star Wars universe. Okay. No, it's giving people who really like this character a a way to follow. First of all, how he got out of the pit. Why he's trying to redeem himself why and the things he he's doing in his current form. Why did he huh? get out of the pit? Who cares? Like, why? I don't understand. A lot why of he people had to get out care about that. A lot of people do. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is that the fans of the character, um, 
uh, who've got to read all of this lore after the movies and all this yeah. literature and comics. They're gonna watch this and be like, "This is a piece of shit." It's not. It's, it's not. Awful. It, no, I just worse than any movie. I think. I think the third. I think the third episode was not. I like that he was delivered a rancor as a gift. That was Why? really cool. He could be delivered literally any creature. Make a creature up. They have to fucking do another rancor, Rami. Like, are you kidding me? Well, Bernie, you've got to understand that. What What did Bella just tell you from a marketing perspective? Okay, let's make up a Star Wars show right now and let's see how popular it is. I'll make up a character's name. Uh, uh, Bazoo uh, Fellatio. <laughs> The Adventures of Bazoo Fellatio uh, uh, from a galaxy far, far away. Horrible name, the villain. It is, it is really hard to take a completely unknown, unheard of character in the Star Wars universe, give them their brand new show, and get the type of viewership that a Boba Fett show would get. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. They didn't do that with The Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah, but what looked, are you talking about? He looked like him, Bernie. He looked like Boba Fett. He took a character that looks like someone that you know and gave it. That is different. And they put it in the Return of right. the Jedi. And it universe. worked. Why go back to what didn't work? Yeah, but Bernie wants new planet, new character, yeah. new story, re- unrelated to any of this stuff. You know what, why don't we just remake? It's um, really hard to do that. Return of the Jedi while we're at it. We got the rancor back. We have those pig, green pig thingies. Let's just fucking remake the movie. Mando is not a fair example. Oh, maybe Luke's going to show up. Why not? Yeah. They took a character that's well known in the Star Wars universe and made his armor look exactly the same. And where's uh, Wicket? Wicket will show up at some point. So, like, you know, uh, uh, I I don't think there's going to be a season two of this show. I think this is a one and done uh, season, if you, if you want my opinion. Um, so. It does not need to exist. There's no reason for this season to exist. They trying to get those last minute numbers in. Other than other than to make content. Well, the, the rumor is is that Mando's going to show up in the next episode. Oh boy! Yeah. Yeah, yeah they didn't. They didn't hint Thank at God. that at all. <laughs> Man, y'all are okay. Anyway, I liked. It. I thought episode four was the best of the of the four so far. I really liked when he got back his. Uh, well, I mean, it's not. You called, like you like that he's laying in the uh, tank again. It's not oh, called. Yeah. It's not called Slave One. They called it Fire Spray now. Um, <laughs> but when he was mowing down those bikers, man, that was really cool. What about um, the Sarlacc pit? That was wonderful. Yeah, do you like can when you, he somehow can, turned his ship to try to go inside the Sarlacc pit? Can, can you cool. explain the physics on that? He wasn't trying to go inside the Sarlacc with his ship. He was trying to view into its mouth to see if he could see his armor. Mm. Uh, because he didn't okay. when he was when he was passed out, he didn't realize that the Jawas had taken it off of him. He thought so, it was Yeah, he didn't spinning. realize he came out of there with it. <laughs> I mean, as soon as he got out of the sand, he passed out and was lying in the desert motionless. I don't I don't think that way, was don't think about mind. that too much. Yeah. <laughs> don't think that he used his armor to get out in the first place. You don't want to think about that. I'm just saying, he you know, the whole reason there. why he survived the Sarlacc pit because he was wearing his armor. Yeah, because it protected him from the acid. to get out. <laughs> but then he forgot he forgot that he was wearing it. <laughs> So in his mind, you think he undressed in the middle of the Sarlacc pit after he burned it alive? 
to crawl out of the, the sand? Is that what he thought? What are you talking about? He obviously worked to get out. Why would it be back in the Sarlacc pit? Are you done? No, explain that to me. Why does he think it's in the Sarlacc pit? That makes no sense. Why? He used right. his armor to get out of there. He used yeah, it to burn he... the crap out of him. That's why his skin is destroyed. But when he woke up, he didn't have it. So where? But he still crawled out of there with it. Okay, and so, but, but <laughs> then where would where would he have thought? Maybe he figured that the tentacles came took and it off it and threw it back, back in there. Or what? <laughs> Someone took it. So you just go back to the place where you last knew you had it, which is at yeah, the Sarlacc. If pit. only, if only those Jawas didn't have a reputation of stealing stuff around <laughs> the <laughs> deserts of Tatooine. You anyone who's on Tatooine, on Tatooine, anyone on Tatooine missing anything like a droid or pieces of equipment, your first guess should be, "Oh, let me go check the Jawas." <laughs> so, are you guys not? Because that's all you see them do. Are you not looking forward to the Kenobi show then? Uh, no. <laughs> no. More shit on Tatooine. No. Oh, I can't I can't wait to see what he did whenever he got old. <laughs> That's what we're gonna we're gonna watch him get old, right? I guess what, what, what's Kenobi gonna be about? He All went right, into hiding we'll for the... years until Look, he got old and Luke came around. So what the hell is gonna happen? There, there's gonna be a point where they, they put some original stuff out there and uh we'll 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 see if it's any good. But what's Kenobi about? Is Kenobi about his, like, between the prequels? Like, what he's doing around that time? It's not going to be after... The Kenobi The Kenobi series is the um, the time frame after uh, Ben Kenobi drops off Luke with his aunt and uncle. Uh, it, it, he's now in protection mode. So this is between episodes three and episodes four is what he was he do doing? Anything. He was in hiding, so no one would find out that a Jedi is still alive. Not in the comics, he wasn't. And uh, that's what they're going to explore. So, yeah. He Real did quick. A... Are you guys frozen too? No. Okay, We're all so here. My, there is. Mine goes now. <laughs> yeah, you're good. No, everybody was frozen. I could hear everybody, but the screen was frozen. I just wanted to make sure it was still going. No, you're I, also, good. I have these buttons that have sound effects on it, and that's dying to push them. But... Go for it. Push them. <laughs> I was gonna wait for a like a moment in the conversation. If you have one that goes wah wah, um, I have one that hope you can hear it. <laughs> can you hear that? It's so loud. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, anyway, there's eight total. You have cheering and a crow. <laughs> one shot, applause, booing, awkward. Laughing. Yeah, do the booing. That's what we think about Boba Fett, and then we can move on. <laughs> oh yeah, that is like a, a boo. It's like yeah. a Jerry Springer boo. Yeah, that was a pretty exciting. That was almost cheering. Was... Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll be we'll be right back uh, after a message to talk about uh, some Peacemaker. See you guys on the other side. This episode is sponsored by The Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in Luetta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 
to get 20% off your bill. All right, so let's get into a show now that I think many of us will probably have more uh, 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 praises for, I guess is the word. Uh, Peacemaker debuted. Were the first three episodes released? Or is it two? There's four now, but the first yeah, three were released. But I mean, like, like in one chunk, right? The first three, three. were just kind of spit out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the first episode uh, when when Bernie was here, and then I, I caught up on the other two. I haven't watched the fourth one yet, but you guys, you can talk about it if you want. I don't care. Um, and so Peacemaker was released. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is John Cena's character that was seen in Suicide Squad that was announced right around the, the time when the, movie the came out. Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, yeah. <clears throat> right around the time when Sorry. the movie was about to be released, they said they're going to do a side spinoff of this character. And, yeah. you know, I we were... It was after, after it had been out for like a week or something. So yeah, it was, it was right before or right after. It was... And, you know, we, we, we liked The Suicide Squad. We had very good reviews for it. We thought it was a very funny, uh, engaging movie that took characters that nobody should give a crap about, like Polka Dot Man. And made them incredibly interesting, um, and we liked Peacemaker, you know, in the in the movie. But we were like, they're gonna make an entire show on him, um, and so. Uh, but of course, us being nerds, we're gonna watch it. And I got to watch the first episode with with Bernie here, and uh, let's get into it, man. What do we think? And before I get y'all's opinions, why is this show so great? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this show good? Why? Because I uh, cannot believe it. John Cena is not afraid to humiliate himself. That's why. Dude, he's, like, been he's doing, all into the character. He's been doing press tours in the complete suit. Everywhere he goes, Jimmy Kimmel, Fallon, Stephen Colbert, morning sh- TV shows. Come on, that in, helmet. In the suit. Stu- that's the stupidest costume with that helmet. It's the worst. But it's awesome at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, how much he loves it too. He's just okay. So I respect that. The thing oh, yeah. that uh keeps coming up now is that um now that he has a very interesting TV show and was in a very good movie, it, it, things are still starting to trickle out of the roles that he was trying to get for Marvel and that they kept declining him and saying, you know, you don't really fit here, we can't really put you in this, blah blah blah. Man, was that a missed opportunity. Um I, Who would he I mean, play though. I don't know, but you gotta have something because he's the fantastic thing? in this. Maybe he was born to do DC. I don't know. I just this is what a great show. All right, someone else talk. <laughs> I do. Bella, like- what do you think, Bella? What do you think of the show? I love it. I I watched it to to catch up on it before this. So I love John Cena, and I think first of all, I'm partial to. to Marvel anyway, but for DC, I think there's so many leading super, you know, awesome uh, men who will play these characters in uh, in Marvel. John Cena is pretty much, you know, there's Batman and, you know, the memorable one that I think really fits the role that he can't really be replaced in that role just because he's funny and he's charismatic and, um, you know, how he interacts. I don't see him able to be replaced. And I don't see him able to come into Marvel without having a, a big role. And then, you know, in my opinion, there's no big roles yet to where that he can jump into the Avengers and he looks stronger than everyone as it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
I think I think he's he's in the right place. But the the show itself, I definitely thought it was going to be you know more serious. But I love the comedic aspect of it. Um, you know, I I think I agree. I, I totally love it. So season four or episode four tonight. Awesome. Uh, what do you think, Dwayne? Oh, I love it. <clears throat> I didn't I didn't know what to expect from this, and it's everything I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> like it the yeah the humor's great even like there's a cool story here there's a mystery background story with uh what's her name's daughter being on the team and mm-hmm. we still know what's going to happen with that and but like what's his name what's his e- eagly is that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what? i was like what is this <laughs> like, um and vigilante i Especially after episode four, when you watch it, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they made him badass too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I think it's just because it's so unexpected. But it's not taking itself seriously. Like they're even mentioning like Superman and Batman and all these other people in the world and Aquaman, so. fucking fish and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. <clears throat> that was really really funny. <laughs> Yeah, so, they yeah. do. They do reference the larger characters, so they're just kind of letting the audience know, yeah, these people exist. But we're only going to name drop them and make fun of them, which that, is which I think is that's great. That's why the show works is because they're not in the situation that the MCU is in, where everything has to intertwine and connect. Yeah, these this peacemaker character is a complete unknown. There's no reverence to peacemaker. He doesn't have like a rogues gallery or anything of bad guys. It's just here's this goofy ass looking character with this bird on his chest and a stupid <laughs> helmet, and James Gunn just like turns it into something, a funny character, and then John Cena takes it and he runs with it, yeah. and he and gives yeah yeah, and he gives such a great performance, and it's goofy and silly, and you know that's what it should be like like why would you take Peacemaker seriously? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you Dude, can't make that, a serious peacemaker like movie or TV show. You like go the complete episode, opposite direction with it. That first episode when he goes to his dad's house and there's the red, white, and blue car. I just I, I just laughed at that. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. There's no there's no reverence to any of this stuff. And like and you know, it doesn't have to fit in the Justice League. You know what I mean? He just mentions, you know. Episode four, he fights with the old neighbor guy about Batman's rogues gallery and stuff. And like, that's that's all you need to say is like, we know Batman's in this world, but like, yeah, it doesn't have he doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be in the same, you know, tone level. as the Justice League and all that stuff, or even the same level, right? He's not, yeah, he's not on their level. So, yeah, would you no. would you say it's something like, uh, in Spider Man, uh, how Daredevil came into the to the picture and most people didn't realize who he was where he caught that brick so i don't know i feel like that's one random crossover that most people don't know but they're letting everybody else know who are big fans that's like hey you know it's we're still in this part of the universe it's just a different direction or anything that we're we're gonna take but but with that that still you know has to intertwine and be part of that universe and have the same tone as ever, you know what I mean? Like that all has to be interconnected where Peacemaker ha- doesn't have to have anything to do with 
Gotcha. Superman, Batman, Aquaman, all that. He can make fun of Aquaman. Like, can you imagine Marvel making <laughs> jokes about one of the like Namor what? fucking fish or whatever? Like, <laughs> they would, that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Even like Deadpool. Like, I have no idea how they're going to bring Deadpool into the MCU and make it work. No yeah. clue. Uh, no, that that's going to be tough, especially because they've said they're Disney Plus movies and shows are not going to be above the age 14 category but they do do r-rated movies disney so they do but it's not on their service you can't you can't find r-rated no. content on their service no um but you know the last peacemaker is what i wish PG-13 marvel could do version. they can't though <clears throat> fortunately i i wish marvel could take big swings like peacemaker did and that's another thing too is like DC is just getting shit on so badly with their like Justice League sucking and all their movies just are do not get the reception that they want that they've just gone the other way and they're just like all right f it we'll just make super silly crazy movies and people love the, the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn cartoon show on HBO is fantastic and it's it's basically like peacemaker only in a cartoon, cartoon. version <laughs> it's so good if you haven't watched it you should definitely watch it because it's so good but not with your daughter <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> it's very violent and uh, they swear and it, it's yeah it's, it's peacemaker but in a cartoon it's really really good so right, no it's funny you should bring up Daredevil from Spider-Man. Someone uh, uh, I work with um, came in and, and was giving me their review of Spider-Man. And they know a little bit about comics. So they asked me, said, hey, that person who was blind who caught the brick, is that Daredevil? I'm like, uh, yeah, but I mean, he has his own series. <laughs> They're like, what? And I said, well, yeah, it came out like four years ago on Netflix. Uh, that character... Charlie Cox, who was playing Daredevil in the movie, he was actually in three seasons of his own show. Yeah, but it's uh, not should... that Daredevil, though. I know, but I was like, you should just go check it out. I mean, if you're kind of interested in Daredevil, you should go watch that series. It's really good. Blew through all three seasons in two days. They watched <laughs> all of them, and they and I work with them again. They're like, oh my god, that show was awesome. But a lot of a lot of people don't know that the, that Daredevil show actually exists. It was uh, on Netflix. <clears throat> that's why it it's on, Netflix, on the top yeah. 10 right now but yeah. it doesn't exist though in this universe but if i mean if you i understand that but i'm saying that character <laughs> who's playing it Daredevil doesn't exist is, rame he was in a show that was really good <laughs> and you should probably watch it <laughs> or he's going to the ben affleck version yeah the real version of oh man wouldn't that have been funny <laughs> oh my god but he's also Batman, so that always messes me up. I've never seen Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Oh, you don't want to watch it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. You do want to watch it for laughs, but you don't want to watch it because it's very terrible. You'll probably appreciate the show way more after you see Daredevil with Ben Affleck. It's not that good. It can't be that bad. I've watched Eternals. Uh, it can't be that bad. Uh, it's bad. What's that? The Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. He's never seen it. It's it's not horrible, but it's not great. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just said I've seen Eternals. It can't be that bad. Ugh. It can't well, be worse than Incredible Hulk. 
I okay, and, and Bernie, you said that um, it's not as bad as Hulk. It no, it's better than Hulk. Yeah. Um, you said that um, um, you know the the DC movies get ragged on, and Justice League was bad. Um, those type of things, but. We do remember, and we have said on this podcast, that there are some DC movies that we do like. Shazam, the and first Aquaman. Wonder Woman, Aquaman. I yeah, like the Wonder Snyder Man. Cut of Justice League. Man of Steel, I love. So they are able to, here and there, piece together a script that actually is very entertaining to watch. And the Suicide Squad. thought it was great. But what doesn't work for them is the, the combining of the universe. So that's going to why Flash is going to be very interesting because there's a rumor that, you know, in the new Flash movie, this is their chance to erase all of the Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Batman, Superman dynamic, and they can start fresh. <laughs> They're doing a, a real life uh, new 52. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, my God. That's the rumor is that this is how they're going to get out of those characters because Ben Affleck has said, hey, I'm, I'm in the Flash movie. You won't see me again. We're what, like that. six years in their cinematic universe? They already need to erase it yeah. with a flashpoint. <laughs> but no, I think Peacemaker is wonderful. Uh, you guys have kind of said everything I wanted to say. I think it's a great show. Um, I, I hope it gets a season two. It definitely deserves it. It's yeah. way better than you expected, right? It's way better. That's what I said at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, Why is this show sure. so great? I don't... I had... Is it because we weren't expecting much, though? I want to say that, but I don't want to say that because that's what everybody says. There's like, well, it's so great because I wasn't expecting anything, so any any semblance of goodness, it means the show was going to be surprising. No, the show is actually fantastic. He so was even... good in The Suicide Squad. like Yeah. I just wanted more of him doing that, and that's what the show is. So I think uh, maybe it's rare that the comedic relief is the main character. Maybe mm -hmm. so. You yeah. know, everyone's waiting for you know just no drama. This guy's the funny guy, so he, he is the funny guy, and the show is him. So I that's why I like it. I think it's it's his his personality, and he is the comic relief. So and, and, and credit to John Cena for being like a very strong um muscular looking fierce guy and having his body's weird looking though isn't it, it is it is when he wears those whitey tighties it's so weird but having this type <laughs> of creeps comedic, me out <laughs> having this type of comedic range yeah i mean come on man that's pretty impressive um he's not on the level of the rock um because the rock will forever be the most successful wrestler turned entertainment icon probably ever until we're dead um but john cena has done some good stuff and his comedic timing is pretty on point and he you can tell that he really likes his character and he's and uh it's really it shows in it shows in the show so all right um so um i think at, we'll keep we'll keep on our streaming talk and then we'll get to this activision deal to end the show um how many of y'all here have finished cobra kai season four Oh, yeah. All right. Bernie, you finished it? Yeah. All right. So we kind of <laughs> talked about the show last episode. We were just getting into it. Um, none of, I don't think anyone had. Well, I knew Dwayne had finished it at that point, um, but it had just come out. So I was still like on episode three. Um, but I was able to get through the show. We've all finished season four. I kind of want us to give our thoughts and a review 
of the entire season, just with a, our numerical score is basically a scale of one to 10. Um, you can give something like an 8.5 if you want. You can do decimal points. It's no problem. Um, but uh, Rami, she listens to the show. She knows. Oh, that's works. right. I don't I keep explaining <laughs> stuff. You're right. Um, so season uh, season four brought back Terry Silver. We talked about that. The Hill Valley Tournament is back. Lots of drama, lots of action, lots of crazy teen angst. Come on, and- come on. How awesome is the tournament now? The tournament it's like a wrestling match right? was great. <laughs> and my favorite thing that they really focused on, which I really liked, was in the Karate Kid movies, it seemed like there was only two dojos. You had Miyagi-Do, which had one student, and you had Cobra Kai. But in this one, when they were doing the tournament style, there was like 16 different karate um, dojos. But they only announced there. three. I know. <laughs> That's fine, but they were all lining up. You could tell that the matches, they had other karate dojos mixed in, and they were trying to focus on some of the more obscure dojos. So it's not just like there's three, you know, even though it came down to the final two that you expected it to, there's more going on than we expected, and they kind of focused on that, and I kind of liked it. But you're right. Come on. That that whole tournament episode was so fun just and it was two it was two episodes long they were making fun of themselves when they're like the the head of the board that they're like ah they said he said he's got a big guest but he won't tell us who it is oh he probably has nobody it's carrie underwood yeah (laughs) she comes out and sings uh um it's the moment of truth who sings that song i don't remember Uh, i can't believe she didn't come out and sing you're the best Around. Oh, I would have gone mental. If you had like that. I would have thrown a, uh, I would have thrown an Xbox into the wall. No, that song is saved for the last season, the last Hill Valley tournament, the last fight. You do not waste that song until the last season. If they do, it's gonna be a problem, and they're gonna get a lot of hate. So I agree, though. Yeah, and I don't want a remake. I want you to get the original Joe Esposito version, whatever it costs. Just pay him the money. I don't care. I don't even know if he's still alive. That's the guy who sang that song. Um, but yeah, I, that that has to be saved for the last season. The millennial, so, oh, the millennial. Uh, it seems like everything coming out right now, movies or shows, otherwise, is is geared towards the millennials who grew up with with these things including myself um the karate kid was you know part of my um, upbringing pretty much and so season four i think in general you know it was almost in a way standalone because all of the same characters are there you kind of figure out who everybody is and the way the season progressed there was a lot of similarities between that and and the movie and I don't know, I don't know if that happened as much with seasons one, two, and three, but it seems like season four, it almost had almost all the elements, you know, with the cars getting washed and the um the little kid uh running away and they had to go under the fence and he got beat up. So and I don't know. I think there's only I really, so much you can redo. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, I think I know what's gonna happen. So, you know, I still love it. I I um, maybe because it's nostalgic for me, but um, I'll watch season five for sure. So. I, I think that um, the show does play on nostalgia, 
Um, because, no. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie, it does. The show does play on nostalgia. There's a lot of callbacks in all That's four seasons. That's literally all the show is. Yeah. There's a lot of callbacks on all four seasons of the things that have happened in the past. They show clips from Karate Kid 2 and 3 in this in this season. Um, they're always referencing Miyagi and um, things happen like they did in 1986. And they're just presenting themselves again 45 years later. And you're like, ah, that wouldn't happen the same way. Um, but if you can take yourself out of that and actually just watch the show for what it is. and You, you wouldn't like your... it. No, yeah, it's not it's true. Fine. No, it's 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 if you can put yourself into a reality where in this community karate is the number one thing that anybody thinks about ever, and you can put yourself into that world, like you can in High School Musical. Everyone is just a great singer, and there's competitions, and that's the number one thing on everyone's mind is the singing competition. Well, this is karate, so you're gonna have the prom but also a karate fight and you're going to have a house party and also a karate fight. Um, I know it sounds cheesy and corny, but I think the writing of the show is pretty awesome. I think, I think the adult humor is really good. Um, I love that Johnny Lawrence like just curses at a bunch of 15 year olds, makes them jump off buildings and land on mattresses and punch bricks. And like, this just, Dude, that scene where that they're inside doing like meditation and Johnny's training outside. He's like, "What are you a pussy?" <laughs> that is funny stuff. You laugh at that. There's no way you can't just crack a smile. No, I think this season though they got like that's what made the first season so much fun was like Johnny Johnny was still Johnny from 1985 or whatever, right? So they got back to that in this episode. And they made fun of themselves, like um, yeah. Who, who's the Crease's uh, friend there? Terry he's Silver. Like, when he's talking about like Karate Kid Three, like and he's saying what he did, and he's like, just saying that out loud sounds stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, he goes. He was a he was the coked up thirty year old uh, uh, who who had tortured. made yeah, he tortured a seventeen year old kid for craps and giggles. Like he didn't. What were we even doing back then? He's like, it just sounds dumb me saying it out loud. And then over time, you know, he got the passion back for oh, because their their original goal was to open up multiple Cobra Kai dojos around the valley and become, you know, the number one karate dojo and make money and make a name for themselves. And he he got that passion. It sounds back. stupid when you say it out loud. Wow. <laughs> Is that so crazy that someone wants to open up a chain of karate dojos? That's something yes. that can exist. All right. Sure. Anyway, Bernie well, was the Bernie was the holdout on this show. And now he actually finally started watching it and went through all four seasons. And I know he doesn't hate it. So that's OK. It, but like. I don't care about Karate Kid, so like none of this stuff means anything to me. Like, they can't keep doing this. It's the, well, there's it's only the there's same. only two more seasons, but it's the same again. Thing. Like, I like that they keep making fun of. Like, they even talked about like, yeah, we had a, a little kid thrown through our window. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't call the cops. Like, yeah, it's the same <laughs> thing, season after season. Well. The one thing I do think was probably really hard for them to to work in is is the culture that we have now with with bullying is not definitely not as strong as it was back then, but they're still portraying it 
as, oh, everyone's going to fight all the time and no one's getting in trouble for it. And let's meet outside and this, this and that. That, I mean, maybe I'm lucky and maybe I don't know, you know what's going on today, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen as often as that. Um, and then I really like the, the, con the conflict that most of them had about doing what's wrong and what's right. And even, um, I forget his name, but the, 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 not the top guy, but the one who trained him, um, he even too felt conflicted when he, you know, when he heard somebody yelling, um, uh, at one of the kids. Since, yeah, crease. Yeah. Crease. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. I think that was also, um, uh, one of the things they had to include because of the way that society treats teenagers and how we're we're supposed to be, treat people is with respect and you know that was just too much for everyone to handle like why are we doing this well it's not right is what uh, i think the bullying that takes place now is nobody ever um uh yeah uh, here we go rami bull bullying rant here okay listen <laughs> he's held this in for years uh, <laughs> the the bullying that takes place now is like what happened in this show people spread viral videos they post stuff on facebook twitter uh text you know funny pranks that are going on or whatever the case may be um that's the form of bullying because everyone is a coward everyone can go behind a keyboard and just <laughs> type whatever they want onto the internet and there's zero consequences when your username is i suck toes 68 you know whatever so <laughs> But yeah, back in the old days, if you wanted to confront now your bully, we know your you handle. Had, you had to whatever. <laughs> you had to you had to fight. Yeah, you had to like you had to like beat up your bully. Like if you as the wimp could beat up the person picking on you, then yeah. that meant that that person could no longer pick on you. So you had to bring it to fisticuffs, right? Um, I don't see a lot of physical fighting. How anymore. how old are you? Yeah, I used the word fisticuffs. Fisticuffs, man. <laughs> Um, I've been in one fight in my life. I think it was a tie. I want to say it was a tie. I think I did pretty good for myself. Well, I was if you don't know, then you weak. lost. <laughs> I was, I was clear definitive winner. I was pretty weak back then. Um, back then. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what was this last week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these guys make fun of me all the time. Cause I've got all this problem with bullying. It's like none of y'all were ever bullied and you just were like too cool for school and you know, just like, yeah, hey, man, whatever, dude. Just rolls off my shoulders. No, I stood up oh. to mine, and then I realized I don't give a shit what they think. That's all. Yeah, Twain. It takes it takes some time to learn that. Okay, I mean, obviously, I didn't let people who made fun of my comic uh, collection deter me. I mean, look at the crap that's behind me. Um, it takes time. So anyway, my common theme that I have with <laughs> whatever, Cobra dude. Kai seasons is. Around the ninth episode, I think they do something really cool and unique. And then the next episode, they immediately ruin what I thought was cool. Why? Because you want Miguel to be paralyzed forever? And this, and this season was no different. When he broke like his back, and that's how the episode ended, I was like, holy shit, that is awesome. And then immediately, they're like, oh no, it's not sprained, my... sprained it or something. And he's perfectly fine. He's walking around. In fact, he could fight. He just chooses not to. I was like, oh, come, come the fuck on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? No, I don't think he could fight. He was trying to stretch it out, and he told his... No, he could fight. He he just decided not to. No, I don't think so. He told his sensei, I don't think I can go back out there. It hurts. And then he gave him that pep talk, like, 
man, you got to be a man and you got to do this for, you know, the blah, blah, blah. And he was telling him all the wrong advice. <laughs> um, and that's what made him make the decision to leave. I know, but the episode before he legit broke his fucking back in two. Like, yeah, I, I, I like Bane, I, knee and Batman <laughs> level broken back. And then the next literally two seconds of the next episode, they're like, it was just strained. I was so angry watching that. <laughs> I almost hey. didn't want to watch the rest of the episode. I was so pissed off that they just ruined that. Well, you probably could have not watched it. The, the last episode's pretty uh, predictable. Yeah. I didn't think They want you to root for um, Daniel's daughter, but you know the other one's going to win. Yeah, we know. You guys knew that Hawk was going to win the guys' tournament? Of course. I didn't think that. I he's didn't think, the, he's well, the go-between. I... Plus, if he didn't win... They wouldn't have had the girls wouldn't have had the fight. I yeah, mean, the girls I... the girls were more was the more important fight. That was always going to be like the decider. I I like the fact that Miguel's going to go try to find his dad. Um, that creates a separate storyline where Johnny is going to like have to go try to find him. Well, now then, we get a and, now we get a uh, Mexico <laughs> dojo. Yeah, now you. No, he's going to be married to uh, Cardi Kid Four. What's her name? Uh... Hillary Swank. Yeah. This, this is basically going to be the plot from Mighty Ducks uh, 2. Instead of Team Iceland, it's going to be Team Mexico, Dojo. Um, but now Chosen is back to help, you know, Daniel train the oh, students. That's cool. Bernie, I just thought of something. This is like when Daniel goes to Japan. He goes He's going to go to Mexico and learn some new special move. Yeah. Oh but you learn the by first... like throwing jumping beans and then... <laughs> for anyone, for go anyone... To an agave field and work in a field and that will teach him some sort of karate skill for anyone who though who does like the karate kid for for daniel to finally understand someone else's stance on karate and that sometimes offense is okay um that is a big deal okay that is a very big deal yeah. And again, so stupid. in this universe, if you can just put yourself in it, I really like that. Um, I really oh, like that. Yeah. You Rami, don't overthink everything, you know, just watch it for value. I love it too. Yeah. But not everything has to be good. Bella, Rami's gate. <laughs> he paid money to have Miyaki Do's logo <laughs> made into the symbol of out of metal on his garage gate. Is this okay? true? It sounds like it might. So yeah. anything he says about this, you have to take that. First of all, with the I, I did that before the show was even a thing. I okay. moved into this house. That's, obviously, that's more you're like... point. <laughs> yeah, you're obviously going to like every decision the show makes because you have the logo. I do <laughs> prominently displayed on your like garage. Yeah, on my your garage gate swing gate. House. The, the yeah. previous owner had his initials, so the first thing I did when I moved in is I, I I had a welder come by and take those down, and he goes, "Well, what do you want instead?" And of course, I want something superhero. Um, so he lied but, to his wife. And yeah, said, no, I didn't lie a bonsai to her. Tree. <laughs> Not true. She goes, "Oh, I really like that." And <laughs> what he didn't say was that bonsai tree was the logo for Miyagi Do from Karate Kid. That's not how it went. Um, I said, I said, Carla, what would you like on the gate? I said, of course, I want the Batman logo. 
And she goes, well, something, maybe nature. Um, I was like, nature, huh? Hmm. I said, okay. Uh, I was like, how about a bonsai tree? And she goes, oh, that sounds pretty cool. She goes, do you got a design in mind? And I showed her the Miyagi-Do logo. And she goes, okay, now wait a minute. What superhero movie is this from? I said, it's not. It's from the Karate Kid. And she goes, okay. So she said it was fine. And uh, it looks awesome. And that was before the show. I'm OG Karate Kid. So you're just proving yeah. my point more. I'll take a picture of it tomorrow and I'll send it into the Facebook chat so you can see it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I love the so show. He likes the show. If wait. you didn't know, yeah. Can't wait for season five. Chosen is back, baby. They did Let's nothing wrong all season. Don't worry. Perfect writing. Perfect casting. Terry, dude, freaking John Kreese is going to go on trial for uh, assault. He set him up, man. He set him up. Yeah, that oh, it's crazy. Bad news. Dude, Terry Silver's back. That dude's a menace. Oh, that's what it is. Hillary Swank's going to be his lawyer and get him out. <laughs> I don't know if Hillary Swank is going to be in this show. Hey, you know. I, do, I do know the answer to that question. The answer is no. Oscar winner Hillary Swank will not be in Cobra Kai season five. Yeah. What has she done lately? Come on. Now, Hillary Swank's daughter that you've never seen before, she <laughs> will be in season five. Well, that's like I was waiting for uh, um, the girl who won the tournament there to be like one of either Creases or. Uh, the other guy's like daughter or granddaughter or something because because they kept hinting like how do you know how to do karate how do you know how to do this oh, that's <laughs> but, and she was always like my dad taught me and then she her dad, right? yeah oh. they'll they'll make reference to hillary swank and then just be like oh it's her daughter <laughs> <laughs> close that loop yeah Maybe All we right. get one of the monks from uh, that season to come in. So uh, one of our, uh, I guess our last topic of the of the show is uh, we're going to throw in a little bit of video game news, um, which we don't do very often. But this we is not little game. news. This is big. This is big boy stuff. <laughs> this is the biggest announcement I can remember um, probably ever. I mean, I'm. This is this yeah, is a this massive, is the biggest merger. announcement ever of, of, of in the video game world. I mean, it's the it's the most expensive acquisition of all time. Um, Xbox bought Blizzard Entertainment, um, which includes all the Activision titles as well. I think everyone who's in the video game world knows this by now. And For what's s- the mobile one? The, the... Seventy bill Candy Crush. Yeah. Seventy bill. Seventy billion dollars. And they get here's the here's the properties they are going to have under their belt: World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, oh my god, Overwatch, Diablo, Starcraft, Candy Crush, and then all of the uh, other Crash you know, Bandicoot. Yeah, all all the other sort of like minor franchises. That maybe you're not even thinking of, but those are the major ones that just pop up in my mind. But I, I saw the whole list. Destiny. They own Destiny again. Dude, insane. And so, of course, when you have this big of an announcement, 
Sony's stock immediately dropped, what was it, 20%? Something like that. Because Xbox has been doing something that is is very smart. Their Game Pass subscription service is is phenomenal. Um, I don't know how many people are not taking advantage of this. Um, it's not even really an option anymore. I think you have to sign up for it if you want to be on Xbox like online, right? Don't you have to sign no, up for it? I think they still have a separate, like if you just want to do online. Okay. Well, for a few bucks more, you can have access to all these awesome first party games at launch and tons of other quality titles for free. Um, the, the, Xbox basically is now saying we're the streaming platform. We're the Netflix of the video game market. If you guys want to keep plunking down $69.99 for your new games, feel free to do it. Or if you want to pay $14.99 a month, uh, you can get it brand new access to the Call of Duty game for no charge. So for fourteen ninety nine a month, if you multiply that well, times twelve, that's months, what I'm saying. It's not no charge. It's no, but <laughs> but think, if you if you do fifteen dollars times twelve, okay. Let's say even if you if they increase the price to twenty bucks, that's Which between yeah, it's between one hundred and eighty and two hundred and fifty dollars a year to get access to all of this fantastic content. That is. Four video games. Four. If you purchase them outright at $59 to $69 a piece. Four games. How many of us have purchased more than four games? Everybody. The price is phenomenal. In a year? You know me. Yeah. (laughs) The, the, The pricing cannot be beat. Sony cannot compete. I'm not a Sony. I'm not an Xbox fanboy. I have a PlayStation 5. I think the console is fantastic. Their first-party games are elite. God of War, Spider-Man, uh, um, for, uh, for, um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out next month, um, the sequel. God of War. Do all these well, games. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, people immediately were like, oh, Call of Duty is going to be on Xbox only then. I was like, they're not going to lose that money. They're just going to charge Sony to have it on their system. That's all. Yeah. So um, I don't it won't think be exclusive. Yeah, Maybe. I don't. I don't think they're going to make Maybe. it. Exclu- May, I mean, not anytime like immediate. Like, I think the next maybe one or two Call of Duties will will be you know multi platform, but they're going to do something where it's going to be really hard if you want to continue to play these fantastic franchises. If you don't have some sort of Xbox association, why else would they buy it? True. So it's not going to be immediate. PlayStation yeah, but all, owners... although, but the other side of that is all those games make money. Dude, I mean, it's World of Warcraft. My God, it's crazy. Is that still a thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's really popular. Dwayne. The game's been around for like 30 years, hasn't it? It's very popular. Um, so I didn't, I didn't ask Bella this. Are you a gamer? Do you, do you play video games? No, not as much anymore. As soon as the controls have the, okay, one of the things you can look up around and the other one you can look up and down. I just, I, uh, Oh, the dual, the dual analog when you had to start using the two thumbs. Well, that was a while ago, but, um, but was yeah, like, no, uh, Nintendo. Yeah. Post, post N64. <laughs> yeah. That was when PlayStation brought out the DualShock. Um, that was my first, um, actually touching a controller that had two joysticks. Yeah, I couldn't do it at all. Okay, fair enough. 
So, okay. So from a different perspective on this uh, that I was thinking about, and I read up on it a little bit. So I know from a like public relations, we need to look good. I know there's a lot of drama, I think, within the um, so much because there's sexual uh, misconduct that was pretty rampant. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. And so the um, it was the investors and and people in that community that are like we need to get this rolling. And if I know anything, because this happened with Exxon too, that those investors run the show. Like whatever they say, it's find a way to do it. And I know it's probably not the case for this because this was huge, but I do think it had a little bit of a a, a part in it to be like, well, this is why we need to do it. Uh, pretty badly so we can start over as a brand and uh, sweep all that away. But, you know, that's coming for me as a non-gamer. So I'm not too sure how it actually. Well, one of one of Microsoft's um, announcements when they when they were um, broadcasting all of this news was that they made sure that one of their tweets was talking about inclusivity and treating each other with respect and making sure everyone is comfortable. And it was something of that nature where they're letting people know that the things that were tolerated in Activision are not gonna be tolerated here. So um, they didn't come out specifically and say, you know, or, or, or talk about those accusations, but that was kind of molded into their tweet is that they're a very inclusive company and they wanna make sure that they know that they're coming in and they're gonna be treating everyone with respect. Um, because you're right, there was a big scandal um, and uh, uh, the, the the former CEO of Activision is stepping away. He'll probably get a package and go retire somewhere. Yeah. So um, they're going to try to start off with a fresh slate. You're right. Yeah. And it's probably going to work. That's a lot of uh, major major games. So and the people who don't really care about it are the the kids buying the game. So you know. There was an internal memo that was just released today that um, some of the members of the Activision team had forwarded some of their thoughts to the new Microsoft owners asking them, no, begging them to not make them make a Call of Duty game every year anymore. To make it a little bit more spaced out. Um, I thought that was very interesting. I haven't read too much on it, but I read the memo. Yeah, but I think that's more of a trend now because like, like Apex, right? That was designed to be a multi-year game like they they're just changing it and upgrading it and adding stuff to it rather than bringing out a new full game every year well whatever they want to do with the franchise to make it work for them is fine but i mean i can't remember the last year that went by since modern warfare was released that there has not been a brand new call of duty game every year there's a brand new call of duty every year and it's and for brand you know same thing with like Marvel. And they get, yeah, they get worse. They get way worse. I stopped playing after um, Black Ops 4, I think. And I just gave up. I'm like, this is, I can't do this anymore. So I didn't buy Advanced Warfighter. I didn't, I didn't buy the one where they went back to World War II. Um, I just, I, I stopped playing all of them. Um, Bernie, what do you think, Bernie? Ernie. Hi, Harry. Sorry, I was fumbling with my uh, unmute. No, you're good. Um, I mean, I think it's huge. I would not be shocked if 
um, they make Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox. Um, they'll still keep Warzone available, um, which Warzone is bigger than Call of Duty anyway. It is, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that will stay cross-platform, but... I'm guessing that has a bunch of microtransactions. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah. They microtransaction the shit out of that. <laughs> it's free to it's free to play, and then it's ten dollars a month on the battle pass and all that shit. Um, I don't know. It's great. It's great if you have an Xbox. <laughs> it's great for Game Pass. Um, yeah. I mean, I have both, so I don't really give a shit either way. Like I'm, I don't play Call of Duty. I, it, it whatever. <laughs> this what it is. I have stock in this company called Tencent, which is uh, Chinese-based. Yep. Um, and so they have 4.9% uh, ownership of Activision slash Blizzard. So I don't know. I haven't checked. I don't know. I'm just letting it sit there and just hoping in 10 years I look at it and it looks a lot better than it does now. But I need to figure out how how that works and how they're like this. Uh, they're like the biggest gaming company, aren't they? I said, uh, they were, and I think they just, uh, I think this new thing just beat them out. Yeah, I think they dropped it too, but yeah, they're huge in China. Yeah. Fingers crossed I'll be a millionaire soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're right. If, if you own an Xbox, it's wonderful news. Um, if you own both, good for you. I, I own a Switch also. I love Nintendo. So I've, I've never been, a, a console wars type guy. I've always had a PlayStation and a 64 and a GameCube and an Xbox. Money, like, money, money, money. No, uh, no, no, not not anything like no. It's I like I like video games. I like to try everything that people have to offer. And um, you know, I even had a Sega Dreamcast, which is one of the greatest systems ever made, and it, unfortunately, it failed. Um, because I just like games, you know. Of course, I don't play as much as I used to, but I said one of my New Year's resolutions was I was going to change that, and I was going to play more often, which I have. Um, and uh, What a I'm hero. Starting to get re- reinvigorated, man. I'm ready. Some I'm ready people's for... resolutions is to, you know, donate more to charity, to volunteer <laughs> no. more in their communities. No, didn't do any of that. Rami sacrificed and decided his was to play more <laughs> video games. Yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn is pre-ordered for February 18th. It's about do, mental do, do, health this year. Mental, you know, make sure you're healthy with your mental life. So I guess he, do, he does enough for that. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's good on the treat yourself for mental health part. Look behind him. Yeah. <laughs> what? Just a few toys. And a an uh, uh, eight-foot-tall Tron poster. <laughs> All right. Well, are we going to do a top three this week? I don't think I, we planned for one. I didn't. I didn't plan for one either. Um, Unless Bella's got something. Yeah. I don't have a so, top. No, nah, it's okay. We <laughs> we usually we don't think of it until the end of the show. We do like a top three, you know, favorite candy bars or you know uh whatever uh it, it's it's usually just random sometimes we've done your feet your favorite three like chinese dishes at you know panda express it's not like you said we sometimes we do your feet <laughs> I oh, <no>. just, uh, <laughs> that's what he said right your top three feet 
That is not what I said. But yeah, that's his second foot reference, by the way. Accidentally, too. Theme that and fellatio, whatever the fellatio guy's name was. That was the new Star Wars show. All right. Well, um, Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for uh, having me. This is awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, welcome anytime. Um, and uh, plug away. Plug your Instagram. Yeah, anything handle, you want to plug. Anything you want to promote? Plug. Yeah, Instagram handle, Twitter handle. For now, I'll do Instagram. It's uh, at and then it's B E L L A A and then Mars like planet because I love Freddie Mercury and I love Bruno Mars. So I figured I'm going to do a planet and I'm just going to do Mars. So it's Bella Mars and there's an extra A because somebody already has that um, handle. B-E-L-L-A-A Mars. And uh, good uh, luck looking at some of those pictures. But uh, my mom gets mad at me all the time. Like, mom, it's fine. There's freaking clothes on. It's fine. So. What's, your, uh, what's your favorite Queen song? Oh, um... Bicycle or Fat Bottom Girl? Yes! Uh, yes! I told you! Shut up. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Bertie, this is like that time in the airport when we both revealed that Moon Knight as our favorite superhero. <laughs> you thought it was impossible? The best Queen song ever is Bicycle. Yeah. And we talked about this over the weekend. Because Bernie said, how can that be your favorite Queen song? That song sucks. And I said, you were wrong. And I will play it on the jukebox right now because that song is genius. Yes. Points for me. Dun, dun. I didn't even hear the second song you said. All I heard was Bicycle. <laughs> That's also a great one. It's not go. as That's good as Bicycle. <laughs> we're going to end the show on that. I'm not even going to promote Cross the Streams. Y'all have a good night. See you next time. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.